and welcome to the Sharing Secrets podcast with me, Jen. This is my space where I want to share the secrets I have and that I've learned from other inspirational people on how to live a happy, healthy life. I started this journey into self-discovery when I had a back injury three years ago. This has put me on a roller coaster of emotions, but I believe that we need the good and the bad days to really appreciate life. I discovered Ayurveda, an ancient Indian holistic approach to life, and this has really opened up my mind on how we can heal our bodies from a totally different angle. I will share the secrets I am learning as I discover them. Each week, I will also be joined with someone I believe is inspirational and has a secret or two to share so we can all get our toolkits together for whatever comes our way. Along with the secrets, we will share recipes, books and new potential Instagram followers to fill our feed with more of what we need to see. Now to receive the new episode every week, please subscribe to your any podcast player and help me grow by rating and reviewing the show. Thank you. Now let's see who we have today. Hey everyone and welcome back to the final episode of season one. I do feel sad about this. I have loved every minute of it. This season has been filled with so many secrets. I've laughed so much and I feel like I've learned so much and your support has just been amazing. So thank you. Now I'm giving myself the time to find just new guests and new secrets to share. I feel this season has taught me so much and I wanted to look back on all our secrets. So I've put together my favorite secrets from each guest. So my first guest was my beautiful bestie and yogi, Laura. She has taught me so much in life. She also just really helped me with the dream of sharing secrets and just helping me start it off. So it was really hard to pick a secret. It's hard to pick a secret for every guest. But with Laura, you know, I felt like there was so much that I wanted to share from her. But it had to be the matcha that we looked back on. We love matcha. And I feel like so many of you really took up the whole matcha. You've shared pictures and you've asked me where to get it. So I feel like now we're spreading the love of matcha. So it's been really good. So let's remind ourselves of when Laura told us about matcha. My number two secret is to drink your herbs. So I like to start every day with a smoothie, but instead of like a fruit smoothie or a veggie smoothie, and nothing wrong with that, it's just my own personal preference. I like to drink sort of different herbs, so maybe turmeric, maybe ashwagandha for, you know, um, if you're not aware of ashwagandha, it's an amazing aovergic herb for stress levels and really good for the immune system. Um, raw cacao for all the happy endorphins and sometimes I put some spirulina in there. Basically whatever type of superfood herb I'll just whack it in my smoothie and drink it. What and do you it's have usually it with? before water or milk? Um, I would always have it with soy or almond or oat milk depending on yeah. what I fancy each day. creamier <laughs> than water I suppose isn't it? And like what does that what you have for your breakfast does that fill you up or? Oh no. I have a massive breakfast. No, I would have that at the very start before my morning ritual. So basically the first thing I do, come downstairs, make my super herb drink and then I take that on the mat with me for my first 10 minutes of journaling and sort of gratitude before I move on to my yoga meditation. Amazing. Do you have like recipes that you follow or are you, do you just wing it every day? I do sometimes wing it but on a whole, I've kind of googled a few different things and then tweaked them. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they're quite it's... like the moon milks that we've been to Glow Bar in London, isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of like where I got the idea for the the one I drink most mornings. Actually, thinking about yeah, moon milks, and it's it's kind of like a cold raw cacao drink with extra little sparkles of loveliness added in. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like caffeine or anything, is it? It's not not going to make you buzzy or anything. That's no, not at all. It's just. Um, yeah, everything in it's natural and really sort of good for you. I always feel quite sparkly afterwards, which is quite nice. Yeah, I mean, we talk about the sparkle because we love a matcha, don't we? <laughs> oh, we do love a matcha. We we'll love a matcha. Sparkle. I, mean, I introduced you to a matcha on the way to the retreat, did I? And then you, I know. It's then... great, you get this high for so long. Because I love coffee and I love the high it gives me, but I crash so bad. Like, yeah, it's really not good. <laughs> So then I, I that's feel like how mantra, find... it's like a, you come up nice and sort of sparkly and then you just yeah. float back down again. Yeah, <laughs> but you float for a long time. It's amazing. Yeah. If anybody's <laughs> like a coffee drinker, you have to try and ease yourself onto the matcha. Because you were a Definitely. big coffee drinker actually, weren't you? Yeah, I've actually stopped drinking since I've been on quarantine. I've, I've not had any coffee. So... The second episode was the inspiring Jess. She was the owner of Celesta Skin. She taught us a lot and I found her very interesting, but something that was new to me was the celery juice. Don't know about you guys, and actually I've still not managed to have celery juice, but let's look back and see why Jess said celery juice was so good. So my journey with celery juice is quite an early one. Does that sound so funny, actually? My journey with celery juice. Like, when I was living in Abu Dhabi a couple of years ago, I developed a um, a ganglion cyst on my wrist. I don't know if you've seen them before, but basically no. it's a cyst that kind of um, appears on your joint, just on, on the top of the wrist. There's not a lot of people who've got to the actual root cause of it, but they say it's due to like a weakened joint capsule. Okay. So it's just kind of a little fluid that's in your wrist. And I had an operation to remove it because it was getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, I do a lot of yoga, so it was really getting in the way. Um, it was causing me pain when I was at the laptop. So I had an operation and they removed it and I have a little scar on my wrist. And the doctor said to me, you know, usually it doesn't come back, but there will be like a 20 to 30% chance that it does. Mm-hmm. So then, and then you just get it removed again. And I was like, okay, well, you know, let's just hope. Let's just hope it doesn't come back. Yeah. And then it did start to come back when I moved back to the UK. I noticed this tiny bump and a little bit of pain and I thought, oh, no, it's come back. Like, this is really why, you know, I completely hope this didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So I started kind of researching natural ways to, to heal this because I was like, I'm not putting my body through another mm-hmm. operation because that's ridiculous. It's just keep doing that. There must yeah. be, you know, either plants or natural, you know, um, homeopathy ways to deal with it. And I came across a blog article by this girl who said that she heals hers with celery juice. And I had heard about celery juice before. A lot of people in LA were drinking it, a lot mm-hmm. of celebrities, like it were like a trend. Mm-hmm. So I researched um, and I found out that it had kind of been the trend had started by this guy called Anthony, I think it's Anthony Williams. He's on Instagram as medical medium, but he definitely believes in the healing power of plants and raw vegetables and how you, you can really heal yourself with what you eat. Mm-hmm. And he'd actually written one of the benefits of celery juice with the cysts. 
So I was like, do you know what? I'm going to try it because it might work. So after about four weeks of drinking the salary juice every day, the cyst completely went away on my wrist. And I was so amazed. Wow. So what is it in the salary that, like, does that? I think I think it's the natural salts. They say that the natural salts do something to the the fluid in the joints. I'm not actually sure. I just know it's the celery juice because there was nothing else I was doing. Yeah. So, and another way that I know it's definitely the celery juice is that when I went to Thailand in January just passed for 17 days towards the end of my trip the cysts started to come back and I hadn't been drinking celery juice when I was there so my body was saying like you know where's your celery juice wow so I just thought it was really interesting so must be super hydrating as well is it too yeah there's a lot of other benefits as well that people talk about they say that it's really good for your skin people have cured um eczema with it um thyroid issues it's a good way to detox your body uh, um indigestion he's actually written a book about it how you can like cure your body and your life with celery juice wow (laughs) ah now we have dom dom is someone i really wanted to share with you all is such a wise man and has taught me a lot throughout my life The secret I wanted to look back on was his meditation secret. As you know, I've really managed to make this a daily habit for me and I feel it's got so many benefits. So let's look back at what Dom had to say about meditation. Secret two is still part of your morning and it's meditation and you do as much as 20 minutes and you've got a a beautiful mantra. Do you say your mantra every day or? Right, this is what happened with us. Um, The same, the self-same yoga teacher I was talking about Mm -hmm. Uh, well, to start off, I was introduced to this by Jack Black that I spoke about, and he talked about it in terms of visualization. And his model was that you, you know, if you're a right brain thinker, then right brain is the creative side of your brain. So you imagine this house on the Red Bank. And if anybody has been to Jack Black, and I'm sure it's anybody that's listened to this, some of them will be familiar with Jack Black, you built your own house, your mental house, and that, that showed you the power of mind. Anyway, I think visualisation and meditation are similar. They're very yeah. similar because they take you somewhere else. Yeah. And they rest your mind as well. And so sometimes I can kind of mix that up a bit. But when I went to uh, go, go to my yoga teacher, we sort of refined it a bit. That was the only sort of, apart from Jack Black, that was the only instruction, if you like. Mm-hmm. And then Another thing that I do, because I could never keep up with the amount of books that I wanted to read, um, I would listen to audio books. Yeah. So that even when I'm dog walking, I could listen to audio books. So I'm doing the whole thing about the, you know, getting the right thoughts into my mind in the morning when idea. I'm preparing. Mm-hmm. But I'm doing it while I'm doing other things. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 I, I did listen to this book and it was about transcendental meditation and I thought, I want to take this a stage further. And... Um, move into transcendental meditation and it you know the powers of of meditation in general especially when you're talking about Deepak Chopra I believe he gets up at four o'clock in the morning (laughs) and he meditates for an hour or an hour and a half each time which is quite remarkable to be quite honest with you but according to transcendental meditation 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the afternoon uh, sorry in the evening are enough I personally tend to do it in the morning but sometimes 
especially since we've been off. I mean, I've still been working like you have probably yeah. on ideas and things because you don't have time. But you start to get a bit drowsy at about three o'clock in the afternoon. I think yeah. that's a natural thing. And I've been using like maybe 10 minutes. Some people might think of it as a nap. 10 minutes of meditation. And, and I just think you suddenly feel better. Now you're talking about having a sore back. I've done that as well. I've maybe got a sore part of my body. I focus on it. I breathe in and I'm breathing in mm -hmm. what I imagine to be healing energy. Mm -hmm. And then I breathe out and I'm getting rid of the toxics. Yeah. And do you know, it works. It, does, it actually yeah. works. But it works because you believe it works. Yeah, I know. If you, do, if, if you do it because somebody's told you, but you actually don't believe it, it won't work. It won't work. I know. And I think there's no harm in trying it. I always tell people to do these kind of things and just... Mm it really does make a difference and visualization is such a good way to turn your brain off from all the busy thoughts when you're meditating so right. i need something that's making me visualize and and mostly the meditations i do are visualizing into my back and that's the point that i focus on and i'm like deep down in there and i'm thinking about it and i'm getting it all kind of cleansed and taking the pain away so yeah it is, it's just such a good way to take your mind off all these mm. wandering thoughts aren't they Talia was my fourth guest and we could have talked all day. It was a very passionate chat and this was really difficult to pick, but I just love her spirit and her self-encouragement. So I've gone for her secret, be your own cheerleader. My first secret is be your biggest cheerleader. You have to believe in yourself. Yeah. I'm a huge believer in the law of attraction. If, if you don't believe in yourself, then how on earth are other people going to believe that you can do something yeah. if you don't believe that you can do it yourself but you make the decision that you want to do something then jump in both feet as much as you're scared that people will judge you for it or it's not going to work or you might not like it it's probably outweighed with more good benefits it's funny isn't it this like fear that we have which when yeah. you say it out loud sounds ridiculous <laughs> who cares what anybody thinks but when you're thinking about it it's like what if you think that and did you learn a lot of the about the law of attraction in thailand so thailand was i think Sounds i was amazing. 19 when i went to thailand so that was like a really rough patch in my life which i think pretty much all of us if anybody else is like mid-30s you'll say that, that, that like they go through this like late teens part so I just took myself away by myself. I thought, you know what, I'm gonna, and yeah. I'm going away. So I went traveling by myself. I went to Southeast Asia and I spent a period of time in Thailand by myself and went and stayed in a Buddhist monk's temple. Now, that's not something that I wasn't into like meditation or yoga or anything back then, but we were over there and the opportunity came up and I was like, yeah, do you know what? Let's know. do it. Let's immerse. I'm just gonna immerse myself in the culture. And I was like, what do I need to bring? And they were like, nothing. You'll get close to where the, the village around you give you food. I was like, so we don't buy food. There's no garlic. I don't know what I'm having for my tea. For my dinner. <laughs> I, I love food. All these beautiful Thai curries. And I don't know what I'm having for my dinner yeah. every night. But every day you spend time learning to meditate and just finding like that peace and tranquility. And then what they did within the community is the monks went out and blessed the community and shared their calm and their peace and they could almost sense that one of the households just needed some time with them and they could honestly just be with them as opposed to need to say anything or advise them and as we walked out and were walking through the village people would just come out and leave 
food out. Offerings are thank yous because the monks were like the law of attraction. They were giving yeah. selflessly. They didn't. They were never expecting anything, so they, they did grow food themselves. But as a thank you, they were given all these wonderful things from people. So that's almost where that law of attraction, like give unconditionally and selflessly, and things will like the universe will return to you yeah. what you kind of need. If you start immersing yourself in that mindset, the universe does give you what you what you need and what you're asking for. Yeah. Then we had my partner in crime, J-Mac. She was so nervous to come onto the show, but absolutely nailed it. And she shared so much. My Netflix has never been used so much thanks to J-Mac's modern meditation secret. Let's remind ourselves of it. Now, you kind of mentioned meditation. And in the introduction, I said that we would speak about modern meditation. And I think this is something you've made up. I was, it's just my kind of meditation. It was I was speaking to a client not that long ago. No, I think it was after we had the Women Inspire night. Okay. And mm-hmm. you were speaking about what you're doing. And I was a bit like, yeah, what do I do? Like, so I think we were speaking about what do you do to chill out? Mm-hmm. I love watching reality TV show and just totally zoning out like the Kardashians yeah. like what have I been watching recently Selling Sunset on Netflix oh my god oh, it's like it's amazing it's by the guy that does the hills and it's basically mm-hmm. a real estate firm in Beverly Hills and they're going around these amazing mansions and you see how much they cost and they're selling them but then there's all the gossip and drama as well it's so good Ooh, what channels is that Netflix it's like just absolutely trash but you can watch it and not think of anything yeah. else. <laughs> That's right, though. It's just almost like having something on to look at. That you're yeah, not it's just think. switching off. Mm-hmm. Once you wrote back to me with all the your secrets and you'd said about it being modern meditation, it gave me a different feeling of watching the TV and not feeling so guilty for watching just it. watching TV. Because I was like, well, this is this is what Jay does to chill out. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's so good. And I think if you get into a really good TV don't get me wrong, you can waste hours of your life. But if you get a good TV series, I've just finished watching uh, Little Little Fires Everywhere on Amazon Prime. Oh my God, it's good. And it's like, that's eight episodes, probably eight hours of my life, and then we get back. But just total chill out. Especially when you're sleeping, you're getting that relaxation time. Yeah, I think that's another good tip for for mums. I think they, from what I know from speaking to clients, you feel... And I, I worry about me being guilty of this, so this is good having you who has introduced me to modern meditation. Oh, my baby's sleeping, so I better go and clean my windows and do the washing and get all this, that, and the next thing done. Whereas you're quite good at being like, well, I'm going to chill at the same time. Yeah, no, I think 100%. You've got to look after yourself and your baby's not going to give two hoots if your kitchen's tidy or yeah. your living room's tidy or whatever. Don't get me wrong, it stresses me out if I'm sitting in my living room, it's a mess, and need to tidy it up. But it's like... You need to look after yourself and if your dishes are needing done, they'll get done. Then we had Dr. T. This was a guest I wanted from the very start, so I was very excited to speak to him. He knows so much and I just find his work very fascinating. I loved our chat every minute of it and I want you to look back on his third secret, which was discipline. You're not going to get a six pack after one set of crunches. No, which would be lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And so results, 
are the consequence of your behaviors on repeat. Uh, so it's not the one set of crunches that's going to give you the six pack. Although it's quite interesting how sometimes I guess people hope that that's the case, right? So they go to the gym, they work out, they kind of uh, hit the shower, they get changed in a quick sort of like squint in the mirror just to see if those yeah. six pack abs are popping through yet, you know? And, yeah. and, and, and you know, and we do that because um, uh, we like, we kind of, we're hopeful and we like progress. But the truth is that real results, hardcore results are um, of the consequence of behaviors on, on repeat. And uh, behaviors on repeat are, uh, I, I guess, uh, either disciplined behaviors or habits. You know, habits are behavioral, behaviors on repeat that are now pretty much automatic. Yeah, so, you know, to get that six-pack, it's the repeated sets of crunches over time. It's the sleep, and it's the diet, and it's the hydration, and it's all of these other yeah. habits that contribute, all these behaviours on repeat, which funnel towards the fulfilment of that goal. And yes. now we're back to that going for the yes. adventure, but it's a, you know, it's, it's a habit. So discipline for me is a little bit like, you know, I'm going to just show up even though I don't want to. Oh, I don't feel like going to the gym today. Well, I'm going to show up because I didn't want to. I don't, I don't want to have to work on this document today. You know, I'm going to show up even though I don't want to. I'm going to just do it. It's discipline, you know, yeah. and, and, mm -hmm. and you kind of push through. You know, where, where, where there's discipline, you end up carving out more opportunity for freedom. Um, uh, because, you know, when I'm working on what I need to hear, I'm freeing up time over there and, yeah. and and so like we live in a microwave culture i think don't you think like we're quite used to like quick results yeah generally and speaking aren't that, we you know is that um like a massive thing about like technology and how we're just overstimulated and we want something we get it yeah, i want to watch this yeah. film and, and it'll be on sky and i'll just download it right now and it's there and i want yeah. something on my and you know i want to research this film so i go on my phone and research it and i get an information right there and then i know who's directed it i know who stars in it i know how much it was made you know it's just our minds are just so overstimulated, don't they? People have this conversation, don't they, about is technology good or bad? Uh, and I don't even know if that's the right question. I think it, the question's about what is a good use of technology mm -hmm. and what is a bad use of technology mm -hmm. or an unhealthy use of technology. We're using tech right now to do this podcast. And, yeah. Uh, you know, so so there's, there's a whole ton of leverage we get from technology, which is great, but you're absolutely right. Like, now, one button press to watch a movie. But when you and I were kids... What, what, what did we have to do? You're like, in our family, we'd get our, our jacket and shoes on. We'd yeah. get in the car, drive to Blockbuster or whatever VHS yeah. store there was. And there might be five copies of the new release, right? So Titanic just came out. There are five copies of Titanic yeah. on the video shelf. And, and they're all booked out to go and get like, I know, a different I know. that you didn't really want. Some kind of B-grade comedy. <laughs> and then you want an emotional Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you'd go home with your VHS and you would, if you're unlucky, have to rewind the tape back oh, to the beginning yeah. and then press play and get through all the trailers da, 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 and then watch your film. It's different now. And I think that technology, in, in, in part, you know, has had a hand in shaping our expectation of how long we have to wait for stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, like, we are a bit more microwave meal kind of culture. Like, um, you know... You can you can press a button on your phone and have like shoes for a wedding delivered the very next day yeah. within twenty four hours. Shoes that are on a model on a computer screen are now on your feet the yeah. very next day. And if it takes longer than twenty four hours, you're raging. We get itchy. Yeah, yeah. Can't believe this. Like, How bad service is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know. Um, yeah. So so like here's here, here's my point. My point is that like if that is what we become very accustomed to, then investing in ourselves becomes a bit less attractive because investing in yourself 
is about putting the hard work in now for results that you see later down the line. It's not yeah. instant grat, is it? It's not instant gratification yeah. anymore. It's way later down the line. And then the question is, well, how does my brain get a kick out of that? It, yeah. it doesn't get the dopamine hit like it does pushing a button on a phone and getting yeah. shoes for a wedding on my feet the next day. And so if you start to understand the value in working on you, and I often say to people, the most valuable project you can work on is you. Yeah. Like, of course, it's important to work on your business. Of course, it's important to work on your your, your, your personal finances and your, your house and your garden and everything like that. But what about you? Like, you got to work on they won't you. be there if you're um, not. Yeah, exactly. It's the kind of like, yeah, I'm going to commit to this. This is important to me. And, you know, there's a lot of people that need me to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I need to grow up, grow in this particular way so I can be there yeah. for other people, be there for myself. The birth to skin girls were such a good laugh. I love chatting to them and I did feel like a fangirl, but they did live up to their expectations. So that was good. It was very difficult to make a secret, especially because they both had so much to share. But I thought we should maybe remind ourselves of a skincare one. So what one did I go for? I think the, well, I think, I know. The <laughs> shared secret for skincare is don't fall for packaging. Just because it looks nice and the branding is nice doesn't mean that it's right for you and it doesn't mean that it's a good product. Yeah. Including brands that are like, we're all natural, we're it's coconut oil, blah blah, because coconut oil is really thick. Yeah. Like the molecules are so big that it's it really congests the skin. Mm -hmm. So their branding, as Amy can obviously speak about is there to entice you and the packaging is there to entice you but you really have to focus on what's right for you rather than the the brands that everybody's got the products that everybody seems to love just really focus on what you need it to achieve and there's plenty of um people out there that can help i mean if you can afford to spend on speaking to uh, girls like liony they're our friends and they do little consultations and they can help you to kind of build a routine that works well for you because they know so much more than we know um but they are experts in skincare where are they in manchester no, they're based in London, um, okay. but they're doing a lot of all of their consultations now are on Zoom. Their handle is at l i o n n e dot l d n. They're amazing. If not, they share a lot of insights on their Instagram page. If you don't want to yeah. invest in a consultation, yeah, it, it just do. boils down to don't fall for the branding hype. I think that's it. Like what I found interesting on your podcast was so many of your friends will be like, oh, this product's really good. Uh, you should use it. Whereas you are like, no, like you've got a skin type. You need to use these things. So I think that's one thing I'm kind of struggling with. And there's so many things I'm like, oh, I want to buy this. I want to buy that. But I've actually just ran down all my skincare stuff and I'm now noticing what works and what doesn't. I'm paying more attention, but I'm like, just desperate to get that skincare because you guys went to like keels and stuff to get a an initial skin test was that what you called it yeah so they pop a little um i don't know what it's called but it's like a little swab thing and they'll like place one on your forehead and one on your cheek and it'll show how much oil is like on the swab so they'll be able to tell you if your skin's like oily or dry and then they've got this kind of um machine thing that they kind of just like point at you and tell you how hydrated your skin is because like we speak about it on some episodes but like being hydrated but being moisturized it's like 
completely different. They're really good and they'll sit you down and do it for free. And they also won't push anything on you. Like, I know it can be quite intimidating wanting to ask for free for something. Yeah, no, it's awkward. Because you get like you think, oh, they're giving me something for free. Like, they're going to expect something in return. But I think Kiehl's are a really good brand because they'll you can literally just say, like, I don't want to invest in anything right now. I just want to find out what works. And they'll just give you samples of skin tests, which is really good. Yeah, yeah Kiehl's are good for that. I have been... Um, when I spoke to Liony, they were saying that if you're going to do skin tests like that, you need to make sure that you've done your normal routine before and you're not wearing any makeup because anything okay. you put onto your skin, like oils or things like that, can slightly skew the results. Okay. Um, so try to do it in the morning if you can without any makeup on or without any heavy oils or anything. But it is a really, obviously, it's a super easy way to go and get your skin tested. But then Nicola! Well, Nicola was episode 8 and again, another amazing person that I could have just talked to all day. Nicola really taught us a huge amount and the thing I've taken away from hers, well, there's been quite a lot, but one thing that I've been really conscious of, making sure that I'm trying to get into my day and I think it's helped a lot, is getting protein at every meal. And if I'm having a snack, I'm really conscious of it being a, a protein-based snack, so that's been great. That was Nicola's second secret, let's remind yourself. Now your secret too, I'm really glad you've got a foodie one in here because I want to understand this even more. So you're saying to eat a protein with every single meal? Yes, absolutely. So one of our building blocks, it contains amino acids that help the body to repair, renew, it gives us energy, etc. The simplest way to explain it probably is, is and I use this analogy a lot with, with my clients, is if you have a small child, mm -hmm. uh, let's say you've got a five-year-old you, and you drink a can of full-fat Coke, just literally intravenous sugar. Within five minutes, your body is buzzing on that sugar. You are hyper. You yeah. are bouncing off the sofas. You're really happy. You're laughing. You're running around like a lunatic. Yeah. You know, you are high. But because sugar is a simple carbohydrate in, in its structure, the rate at which that sugar wears off is going to be really, really quick. So your blood sugar... So whenever we eat food, it gets converted into blood glucose or blood sugar for energy. And what we don't use gets stored by the liver as glycogen. So that shot of intravenous Coca-Cola wears off really quickly because the body will just burn through it. There's no nutrient density to it at all. It's just sugar and calories. Yeah. Burns through it really quickly. You then crash. And 30 minutes of that Coca-Cola, you are on the floor. You are hangry. Yeah. You are angry. You want more sugar. You're tired. You feel cranky. You're, mm. you know, you're overreacting to situations. Mm -hmm. And the same happens as adults. When we just eat loads of... So if you have cereal for breakfast, a sandwich and a bag of crisps for lunch, and then a big bowl of pasta or a pizza for dinner... Carb, carb, carb. Your blood sugars are doing what that five-year-old on the Coca-Cola are doing throughout the day. So then you have all these sugar cravings. Your energy levels are up and down. You might then reach for caffeine, biscuits, cakes, in order to respond to that sugar craving, that need yeah. for energy. Because the mm -hmm. body is just saying to you, I need energy. Yeah. You're asking me to do loads of things at the moment. And every time whatever you eat wears off, your blood sugars naturally fall mm -hmm. and you need to eat again in order to get them back up and, and provide you with that energy throughout the day. Okay. So protein comes in because effectively whenever you eat protein, so let, let's say it was an egg, mm -hmm. and it can be vegan protein as well, you know, nuts mm -hmm. and seeds, tofu, lentils, etc. Whenever you eat protein, the body still has to turn that into blood glucose. It still has to turn it into a sugar. Okay. So the process is a lot more complicated. So the body breaks down that protein a lot slower. So you suddenly get this really low and slow, steady release of energy. You don't get the peaks and troughs that you would get 
like the kid on the Coca-Cola. So you get this lovely low and slow, well, it's not low, but you get like a a sustained release of energy that gently wears off. It doesn't crash. And so you feel it wearing off and then you have a bit more protein again and it gently rises and then it gently falls and you have a bit more protein again and it just creates balance. And it's, an, you know, when I was living my media diet of all that sugar and the caffeine, I was bouncing off the walls and I would sit in meetings and be falling asleep at like three o'clock in the afternoon because mm-hmm. I'd have a jacket potato. If you've ever had a jacket potato for lunch, mm-hmm. you're crushing by three o'clock. There's not enough protein and your eyes start going and then you're like, oh man, I, I need something. I need coffee. I need sugar. And you're working in an office and you're surrounded by cakes and biscuits and things. Yeah. So by the end of my career, I, I was my jaw would be full of apples, nuts, peanut butter and oat cakes. So I always had something. And so when you have protein at every single meal point, and I often recommend so breakfast, lunch, mid-afternoon snack and dinner. Mm-hmm. So you're not going more than about four hours without eating. Always making sure there's protein in there. It keeps your energy stable. It keeps your mood stable. If you are struggling with any anxiety, it keeps your mood stable. It reduces sugar cravings because yeah. the body's not now going, give me energy, give me energy, give yeah. me energy. And it helps with weight because suddenly it's like, oh, I'm not picking up nutri- you know, foods that have no, mm-hmm. or it might be calories, but there's no nutrient density to it at all. There's no vitamins. There's no minerals. It's just... You know, I would say there's a big difference between 100 calories of almonds and 100 calories of Haribo. Yeah, I know. You know you're going to burn through that Haribo really quickly. Yeah. So it causes inflammation and it, and it goes on. So protein for me absolutely helps. And, and I've got someone who's got quite sensitive blood sugars. You know, when I, when I met my partner 10 years ago, he used to call me gremlin. When my blood sugars crashed or, 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 or fell down, he'd be like, oh, my God, you need feeding. Quick, well, quick, give us something. Because I, I literally turn into this hangry monster. I'm snappy, oh, I'm short. I- I like that. I didn't realise that that's what it was. I thought it was just because I was hungry. Me and all my sisters are similar. Yeah, it will be. But because Uh, you're the kid with the Coca-Cola that's worn off. Okay. And the body's body's tired. It can't, it's it's kind of, it affects our moods. We're we're short-tempered because the body hasn't got enough energy. And so we're like, just need something now. Yes, no. And we get really short with people. And I have been like it, you can ask my mum, I've been like it since I was a baby. And but now you've kind of balanced that out and you're not like that as much anymore. Not like that at all, rarely. Last but not least, we had the beautiful Zoe. Her work is the dream for me. I just love both her brands and what they stand for. Zoe knows a lot about Ayurveda and I love her Super Roots cookbook. So I thought I'd go down her more nourishment secret which was the third secret let's remind ourselves even though it was just last week i mean again it's quite simple but the way one eats and consumes i think really affects your your mental well-being and obviously your physical well-being mm-hmm. and i'm i'm very sensitive so i think i'm naturally very aware of what i consume and how i feel afterwards mm-hmm. and and that was already through childhood. Um, I would, of course, also want to eat like sweeties or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. eat them. But I knew afterwards I'd feel awful and I couldn't deal with sugars and certain things. Yeah, I'm just very aware of how food affects me. And again, also in Ayurveda, it's a very holistic approach from mm-hmm. your mental state and how you consume, how you feel and your health. And, mm-hmm. and of course, it's also important to allow yourself to have things like I love drinking wine with friends. Mm-hmm. And that's, of course, I won't deny myself to do that because it's also really healthy to just have that time with a friend. And yeah, so I, I think 
just really being in tune with how you eat and especially also how you eat like mindfully and not ever feel guilty because you know you don't like when I eat uh, some crisps with the wine I don't want to feel guilty afterwards so it's really yeah. important to just enjoy that and accept it and has it taken you quite a bit of time to not feel guilty or is it something that you've always been taught by your mother you know just to kind of eat no no guilty is not really something I'd feel I think yeah because I grew up very holistic and we're always vegetarian and grew a lot of our own food so when we had something such as I don't know chocolate or whatever you would call mm-hmm. like something more bad it would just be seen as a treat and mm-hmm. it was and kind of a celebration treats. yeah yeah I know because you sell chocolate on the in the wonder workshop as well don't you yes uh, with a lot of medicinal herbs not saying that you can eat like 10 of them and you're healthy but (laughs) it's about the back and that's why we infused them with some of our favorite herbs and medicinal mushrooms and of course turmeric and yeah it's a very raw and wholesome product i guess that's it it's about having the more whole treats rather than going for too much processed treats because that's just not good for any of our bodies so if you're going to treat yourself just do it properly I guess I'm really aware of how things really affect my body now so that was that was a really good one in that wow that is the roundup of season one I hope you guys have loved it as much as I have it's been an amazing experience your support has also been amazing and I can't wait for season two I'm already speaking to a few exciting people. So keep an eye on my Instagram for any updates and keep in touch. I'd love to know your secrets and how you're getting on. But for now, have a great day. Much love.